I can hear you, yes. Great, awesome. Awesome, man. Well, welcome. Thanks for taking some time out. No problem. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So, uh, everybody uh, that will be watching this, Andy from Black Veil Brides, I did not realize how busy of a man you are. <laughs> uh, uh, what are you referring to specifically? All right. Well, let's go back to, uh, I didn't know you wrote a book uh, at the end of last year that was a number one Amazon bestseller. T tell us a little bit about the book. Uh, yeah. So that, I mean, the truth of the book thing is it kind of, it took, it took a couple of years because for me, the idea was to try to do a book kind of about the early part of my life. And I feel like I read a lot of rock bios and, and stories. And a lot of times they're written by people who have experienced a whole life and maybe they're writing it when they're 60 years old or whatever, and those first couple chapters about the early part of their life tend to be such, like, footnotes, and they, they don't really tell the story. And you, even as, like, readers, we want to just get through it so we can get to the rock part of it, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, I grew up in, in southern Ohio, and I'm certainly not from an area where there's a lot of, like, rock stardom <laughs> on offer. And so I kind of wanted to just talk about what it is to... To grow up in a small town, to have, you know, not necessarily the odds stacked against you, but don't, there's not a clear path. And for me, like, I, I just get, I get really kind of, uh, one of my pet peeves is, like, people in bands who, when they get any kind of success, they suddenly pretend that they're, like, a magician or, like, a superhero, and they have this otherworldly talent that no one could ever get. And I wanted to talk about you know, how attainable it is just to do what you want to do. You just got to work really hard and have some luck and other circumstances. So it's just about my childhood and kind of growing up in Ohio and playing in bands and that kind of thing. I, I, it's funny you say that about some of these musicians, they write it later in life. And it's like, I, I always tell uh, uh, people, I, I remember reading Slash's book, Duff McKagan's book, and Steven Adler's book. And they're talking about the same thing and three different takes on the uh, same situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I paid attention to Guns N' Roses or somebody like Nikki Six and uh, his Heroin Diaries book was fantastic. I'm like, how did they remember all that stuff? Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's, <laughs> I, I Even doing the book, like, it's hard for me because... You know, this is stuff from my childhood, so it took a long time. And I have a uh, co-author, Ryan Downey, who is, is a journalist and had interviewed me from like 2013 through, we started the book in 2017, and just we just went through and found different stuff and things I had said and moments and memories and, you know, tried to pull as much as I could from that. But it's also like, you know, you read a lot of these rock books and it's it seems like a lot of it is, and this is not to be disparaging to somebody else, but like a lot of it's about talking crap about other people and like putting blame on other people. And I just didn't really want to do that because, you know, I mean, to be egotistical, it's my story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not about other people. All right. So we'll move on to acting. Uh, so uh, American Satan, which I now have to go back and watch this movie, which is now the, the new series uh, was at Paradise City on Amazon. That's a continuation? Yeah, so the movie, we did the movie in 2016, 2017. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where, I knew from the beginning that Ash Alvidson, who wrote and directed it, he wanted to develop this further, but movie has a finite amount of time to tell the story. So pretty quickly, like well, literally by the time we were releasing the movie, he was telling all of us in the cast that was coming back or that were coming back, um, you know, I want to do this as a series and tell the full story. And so there's been years of development and everything. And then thankfully we were able to get it done and, and get it out, you know, during this crazy time in the world right now. But uh, yeah, it's, it's an incredible experience getting to play kind of this, Alter, alternate version of my life where this it's a person who took a very different path and uh it's you know it's it's one of the really lucky and fortunate things that i get to do and and then there's black veil brides a new record what phantom tomorrow uh november comes out october 29th october 29th almost november so almost october november <laughs> and then uh something you haven't been able to do for the last year going on tour 
Oh, uh, praise be. Uh, <laughs> I am, uh, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, as much, it's, it's funny that you say I'm busy, but we kind of joke like, you know, touring is our gig, right? Like, that's what you do as a musician. So it sort of felt like when we finally got the word that we could do this, I was kind of joking with some of the members of our crew and stuff. It's like, oh, we're going to have a job again. <laughs> we, get to, <laughs> we get to go to work. Uh, yeah, we're just so excited, man. Like, it's, it's, it's been a long time. This is the longest I've gone since performing since I was a kid, you know. I mean, we've been... For the early, early part of our career, especially, we were touring in nine, ten months of the year. And so to now do 16 months or whatever it is without touring. And then the band, Blackville, hasn't toured in a full U.S. tour since 2018. So it's been, uh, this is this is like a, a very exciting, very, very, like, we're, we're, uh, we can't wait to do it and, and get back out there and, and play a big show. Nice. Uh, our local date, Franklin Music Hall in Philadelphia, is uh, November 9th course uh, touring with in this moment uh is it going to be an adjustment I, i've interviewed a lot of artists yeah they might be recording music or they're doing other projects or they're just you know like i've got a chance to watch my kid grow you know is it going to be adjustment going back out on the road for uh you know being home for so long uh i think in some cases but i mean the other thing is like i, I was i was kind of talking about this the other day i started putting together my my mental checklist of like what i'm gonna need i mean we're so far out but i'm already kind of in that space of like i need to make sure i got this and you know, make sure I have command hooks for the bus so I can hang my stuff up and all, you know, all these like, it, it, people don't necessarily realize like there's a whole, I have a, like a box of just like crap that I have to bring on the road so that, cause you're living in a vehicle for three months at a time. So you got to have your little things that make sure you can hang up your clothes or if you, you know, go to the gym or whatever, you got those types of things and try to be efficient in your pack. When you've been touring for a decade plus, whatever it is, you get to the point where you know your way around things. And so I started slipping into that mentality last night, like looking on Amazon for things <laughs> to hang things up in the bus. And I, I kind of thought how natural it felt to be doing that. So, I mean, as far as the performance part of it, it's going to be weird to be in a room with a lot of people in general. But I think we're all so excited about it. And I think that everybody's just so ready for it to happen that um, I don't know that there'll be a learning curve so much as uh, there'll just be excitement. I think the learning curve will be a physical one, playing a, an hour plus set every night, headline set, and uh, being a person who's mostly sat inside <laughs> for, for a year and a half. It, you know, that's the, it's the physical toll that it'll take, I think, first. Yeah. So the the new record, Phantom Tomorrow, was it recorded before the pandemic, during the pandemic, or bits and pieces, uh, you know, both? We started it in January, uh, and then we were supposed to go on this, or the, originally this tour was supposed to happen in March of, of 2020, so we were going to do like half of it, and then when we got done with that run, finished the other half. So we ended up just plowing straight through, so we did like four or five songs prior to everything starting, and then... Um, you know, there was like a month when everybody was in that weird like floating phase where we didn't know what you could do or where you could go or how to handle <laughs> stuff. And so um, once that was kind of through and he figured out, you know, when everybody felt safe and comfortable, um, we got into the studio and we've been working nonstop. And then now we're actually working on uh, like a part two to the record that will come out next next year. Nice, nice. You know, I was uh, last year I talked to Alice Cooper and he, he said 2021 the amount of music that's going to come out and the amount of touring, like uh, we're hoping that the audience will be able to handle everything. Cause it, and, it, and that's what's happening. The last few weeks we have announced so many shows. It feels so good to say we're going to be going to concerts. I know. I know. And that's the, the crazy thing is, you know, we were, cause this tour has been on the books for, you know, over a year at this point, but you're trying to slot in uh, more tours or how to fill out your schedule. And it's like, 
you know, it's like they might as well give us those things they give you at Cheesecake Factory to wait for your table reservation. Like trying to get <laughs> tours booked right now, there's so many tours going out and there's so many things you got to like really be strategic and where to go and how you can make things happen and all that other stuff. So there, I mean, there's going to be such a, a, a deluge of, of uh, live music and concerts and records and everything. And I think everybody's primed and ready for it, especially the rock fans. You know, the, the part of rock and roll music that is unique to our genre, I think, in a lot of ways, is that live experience. It has that, you know, they call it the church of rock and roll. It is, it's a big thing. These festivals and these shows, um, I think we all miss it, and it's, it's a big part of our lives. I've told listeners, I know, I mean, you can win tickets, but I hope you saved your money. Well, we weren't able to do anything, so, because there's going to be a lot of touring. There's going to be a yeah. lot of touring and a lot of, you know, a lot of $15 beers and uh, $30 parking. Uh, <laughs> I can't help but notice, because I, I noticed this about uh, a lot of people I've been Zooming with, uh, clearly a big Batman fan. Big so Batman fan, big Bengals fan. If you look around yeah. me, it's Batman oh, I, logos and Bengals helmets. I was going to get to the Bengals, but Batman, who's your favorite <laughs> Batman? Uh, all right, we got Keaton right there. I've got, okay. you can't see because they're all black, but I've got every movie mask uh, above oh, wow. it. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely, I would say that the one thing that has happened during this pandemic is that I've become obsessed with decorating this room <laughs> with random crap. Uh, yeah, so um, I would say Keaton's my favorite live action Batman, just because, you know, it was when I was a little kid and it was kind mm -hmm. of my introduction to the character. Nice, nice. And uh, how are you feeling about the Bengals in 2021? Uh, I'm uh, I'm optimistic, and I am every year until I'm proven uh, uh, to be a fool. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, this is a team that has not won a playoff game since I was literally months old. Um, so it it is uh, they're coming up on 30 years of not winning a playoff game. So it is it's rough. We've we've really sucked for the last couple of years, but you know we've got the hope in Burrow. We've got all this. It's just, you know, it's it's a franchise that nobody knows about. We're not a nationally relevant franchise. When we come on your TV, we usually lose. So that's the assumption that you make about us. So uh, I'm hoping we can fly under the radar and win some one o'clock in the afternoon games that nobody's watching and, <laughs> and, and make it make for a good season. And here I thought being an Eagles fan was tough, but I have no expectations for this season. I hope my fantasy football teams are good. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm excited for you guys. It's a, it's a, it seems like it's a whole different team. You know what I mean? I mean, the, uh, obviously, Jalen Hurts is, is an important piece, but I'm interested to see what happens with you guys. Yeah, and I, it should be interesting, but I have no expectations for this season because it's like, let's see what everyone's going to do, and we'll, we'll, we'll see. Well, I, all I could say, Andy, is that you, you, you are busy, whether you've been sitting home for a year or uh, not. You've got books, you've got acting, you've got uh, music. I'm assuming music out of all of it is your favorite, right? Yeah, I mean, that's my that's my gig, as they say. That's the thing that means the most to me. The rest of it I get to do because of music. You know, if it wasn't for me having this career and people listening to what I've, I've put out over the years, whether it's my band or solo stuff or whatever it is, so that's, that's, you know, that's the main passion of my life. The other stuff is just, like, cool stuff that I get to do because of it. Nice. So uh, the new record, Phantom, tomorrow, you said October 29th. Uh, we got the tour with uh, In This Moment. Going to be hitting Philly on November 9th, uh, Franklin Music Hall. We actually gave away a bunch of tickets away last week. So uh, we'll be excellent. Some, uh, some winners up there. Check out Paradise City on Amazon. Check out the book as well. I, I appreciate that you wrote the childhood part now. So when we read, you know, the rock star life, you know, you'll maybe a little <laughs> bit better memory. 
Yeah, once, you know, I, that's the thing is it, it's the most pretentious thing in the world for a 29-year-old to release a memoir. So, like, I, <laughs> I realized, like, I had, to, I had to write about what I knew, which was my childhood. And then hopefully when I'm 65 and still wearing leather pants, uh, I, can write, <laughs> I can write about the rest of it. Listen, all the rock stars I grew up watching in the 80s on MTV, I would have never guessed in 2021 they'd still be wearing leather pants and, uh, and playing. They probably didn't think so either, especially the, the, the uh, rock stars of the 80s. You mentioned Alice, though. Alice looks, I always say Alice looks better. Because the older he gets, the more of the creepy aesthetic works. Like, he, he like, he looks the best ever. Alice is, yeah. is ageless. He's the best. And, and the amount of energy he still has on stage is, is tremendous. It's got to be, it's got to be all the golf, I guess, that he plays. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, desert living and golf. That's what we all got to do in our old age if we want to keep there rocking. There you go. All right, Andy, I thank you for taking some time. Again, the new record October, the tour. We'll see you up in Philadelphia on November 9th. All the best. And, uh, well, we got the new record, but you said you're already starting part two, so we're looking forward to all that, too. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you in Philly.